Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Ahoy, Kevin, Philip, Aloysius, Eugene Hillier. It's lovely to be here again with you. People think that's my real name. <laughs> you know? It okay. is. Kev, for Eugene, uh, Aloysius, uh, Benny Hill, what's your name again? Uh, I only have one middle name. Haven't we got a great guest this week? Oh. We have a great guest every week. Hey, who am I? I won the 2016 Australian Idol. I'm a singer, <laughs> songwriter, producer, author, playwright. Radio and TV host. Who am I? I'm the guest on Food Bites this week. I thought it was 2006 Idol. That's what I said. You said 2016. Did I? Mm. I meant 2006. I'd written down 2006. <laughs> Holy my. Hey, you should have gone in it again in 2016, Damien Leith, because you would have won it then too. <laughs> Gee, he's a fabulous uh, guest this week. He's a funny man. He's um, multi talented. Absolutely. Wow. He writes, he yeah, sings, he cooks. Yes. Everything. Hamburger he, with a lot. He most certainly is. Without the cheese. And uh, he's got a he <laughs> works breakfast radio as well. Yeah, he does. Um, he's, uh, he does everything. And he's a he's a dad, obviously. Yeah, so gee whiz. He packs a lot in. We we men can multitask, you know, when we're <laughs> Some asked of to. you can. And our food poll this week. Well, Kevin, we're going the sweet route oh, again. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I love this stuff. Italian oh, dessert, tiramisu. I love, I love it. Yeah, a couple of people ask me, you know, well, what's in tiramisu? It's the uh, the sponge finger biscuits dipped in your really strong espresso coffee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And your mascarpone cream. Oh. oh. Let's okay. have some now. <laughs> I've just gone into a tiramisu coma, <laughs> uh, and we'll uh, have more on that uh, later on. But first up, enjoy this because he is a terrific guest, Damien Leith. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Damien, now I believe I have it on good authority, apart from being a very capable singer, you're also quite capable in the kitchen. Well, actually, I love cooking, weirdly enough. Uh, if you asked me about uh, 10 years ago, I would have told you, no, I'm not into it. But as I've got a little bit older, um, it's become a thing. It's, it's become a, a kind of my niche. So what, what piqued your interest? Did, uh, did the lockdown have anything to do with it? Uh, I think it was a lockdown uh, partly because, yeah, being at home, certainly around the house, you know, it became a thing where, you know, working with the kids, trying to get them, you know, motivated and, and pumped to do things. Part of it was, hey, help with the dinner. And, uh, you know, that whole idea of lead by example. <laughs> the only problem was I led by example and then they kind of backed away and just left me to it. <laughs> They're good like that, kids. How, um, <laughs> what's your signature dish? Um, for me, I, I'm nothing, it's nothing fancy or extravagant. I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a wrap sort of guy, but I make this lovely, uh, spicy chicken wrap. Uh, very simple. Uh, you get your chicken. It, it's, you know, onion powder, garlic, paprika, uh, chili flakes. Make, make, uh, make a lovely paste, put on the chicken. Uh, but it's the sauce, the sauce that goes on the chicken afterwards. Um, so it's, uh, Szechuan, garlic, yogurt. Uh, all blended together, and I tell you what, when when you get it in there, especially with kids, uh, my kids are a little bit fussy, so something like that is just so simple, but they will eat it every single time uh, without fail. I'm interested, uh, Damien, with your Irish background. What kind of stuff was on the table? What sort of stuff you ate when you were growing up? Oh, um, you know, in Ireland, it was all very traditional. Uh, you know, there wasn't. We, we, you all hear all those things about <laughs> meat and potatoes. In Ireland, and, yeah. and 
and sadly, it's actually quite true because that is actually what uh, you know signature dishes consisted of. Uh, I, I can remember the time when we got spaghetti bolognese for the first time in our house. Uh, I remember going into school going, you won't believe what we had last night, spaghetti bolognese. It's this Italian dish and it's, oh, oh, it's amazing. Uh, uh, it, it was, uh, really, I, I know that it sounds a bit, a bit sad. It's exotic, it, very exotic. Oh, this is it. This is, forget anything else. Spaghetti bolognese is a real turning point. <laughs> oh, the, the posh Leith family have arrived. We're in trouble. <laughs> you can watch those guys. They're, they're so up themselves. The spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> are you a, are you a fussy eater, Damien, or not? I was, yeah, and and that's that's the the, the funny thing. Like ten years ago, um, I, I I was really fussy with all sorts of different vegetables and uh, things like that. You know, I wouldn't eat tomatoes. I wouldn't eat onions. Uh, uh, it, 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 it was weird. I was like that for a long, long time. And I think at some point, I think it was my wife probably who, who said, hey, you got to try this, so you got to try that. And eventually I started moving over. Um, the only thing I'm still really fussy on, and you're going to hate me for saying this, is I don't eat cheese. I don't like no. cheese. Uh, isn't that criminal? It's criminal. I know. I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I know. It's, it's absolutely... Scandalous! It's kind of, and I'm constantly, you know, making my kids eat cheese, and but I don't eat it. I've tried every type. I've done every variation. Uh, it's been a running joke, even with my band. Whenever I'm touring anywhere, they'll always get me to try some sort of local cheese to see if they can, you know, you know bring me across to the dark side. But it hasn't happened yet. What did you have a, a bad experience with cheese, or can you put it down to anything? It's a texture thing. Something about the, the texture. Um, uh, well, actually, that's 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 for the most part. But even even at that, uh, like if if you put cheese on on a toasted sandwich, I you know where it's melted, I still struggle with it. Oh. Um, the only exception is is a pizza where it's it's so heavily disguised with everything else. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's how very how very rock and roll of you to be able to eat pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I mean, I wouldn't survive all those days <laughs> doing shows. Sometimes pizza was our, you know, our our stable diet for touring. Well, it's interesting. We talk to, to musicians on this podcast about touring and about the, uh, well, I guess sometimes the lack of uh, healthy food choices when you're out on the road. Now, you've just um, come back from uh, from a few weeks on tour. Um, how How did that go? Yeah, yeah. The, the touring was fantastic. I, I will be totally honest with you. What, I'm I'm the typical musician who's guilty of eating badly when I'm on the road. Uh, I, because the thing is, you, you're you on flights and you're driving here, there and everywhere. So sometimes you got a long drive and you, you get some something silly to, to keep you going in the car. Normally lollies or something silly like that. Um, and then you get to the show. So you, you generally don't eat until after the show, most times. And it's really whatever's open. So it's either... Uh, you know, McDonald's late at night or, uh, you know, a petrol station for for a sandwich that's been there for two days. Oh, <laughs> you know, yummy! <laughs> I think um, uh, one, of, one of the musicians we had on this show previously yes, called it stunt dining when you go to a roadhouse. It's basically oh, yeah. potluck. <laughs> that is a great way of putting it. I, 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 I tell you what, I, it, it definitely does feel like you're, you're a stunt eater. There's things that you eat, especially on, on some of those long drives where you're looking at it going, oh, no, I can't really eat that. But you do. <laughs> That's the worst part. You're hungry and, and, and you eat it. 
And then, you know, you get the next hour of wondering, oh, geez, is this going to be all right in my stomach or, or am I going to be pulling over on the side of the highway? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, um, no, no. Damien, given that we're all, you know, locked away for, for several years with uh, with COVID and so forth, and now you've had the chance to go back out and reconnect with uh, audiences and, and your fans, uh, that must have been a pretty good feeling. It, absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. You know, being on the road... When when COVID was at its height, it was actually a, it was a horrible time. I, I know for everybody, it really was. But I think certainly in the, for musicians and for people kind of in that entertainment industry where we were so used to being on the road and so used to having those sort of things to have to go and do, uh, to suddenly be locked and locked away or confined to your house or to your local area, it was weird. It was a real adjustment, uh, both mentally, physically. Uh, I think even our families had to adjust to having us around. <laughs> so, uh, you know, every, everybody felt felt the strain. Um, uh, for me personally, what I really found the hardest part was uh, not being able to go back to Ireland. So it wasn't actually touring at all. It was um, up until that point, I had traveled home to my family almost every year. And uh, quite often due to touring, but suddenly I realized, oh my goodness me, I can't leave the country. So if something drastic happened to my, my parents or anything like that, I was getting a bit older. Um, that became a real worry. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I, I was thrilled. When, when, when COVID started to lighten off, that was brilliant. Uh, you as a performer, though, you uh, the lockdown had a big effect on a lot of people because they couldn't do the one thing they did. But you do seven or eight different things. I mean, you're you're an author. You've you've written plays. You 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 write your own songs. Uh, you perform your own songs. You do radio as well. So you've kind of constantly been reinventing yourself. Uh, so as you, you're not locked into one thing. Is that is that one of the great uh, sort of skills you have? I, I you know I've been really lucky, uh, and it is true. When I was when I was a kid, I I had a lot of different uh, things that I was interested in. I loved writing. Writing was my first ever love. I loved writing plays. I loved writing stories. And and the thing is, when music kind of took over, the writing never went away. So I I always kind of did it in the background. And what I found over the years is, uh, it's 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 jumped forward uh, at times when I needed it. So especially with COVID, it, not being able to tour suddenly gave me time to get back into writing again. And and thankfully for me, you know, I, I, I remember how much I love doing it. So there's always been writing, there's always been the music, but then there's been other things as well. Singing, because I sing a lot, uh, I love teaching it and I love helping people with their voices. So then that kind of took over as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I suppose I've, I've been lucky over the years just having a lot of different tastes and a lot of different things that have kind of helped me stay varied. Can only imagine your life has changed enormously, uh, Damien. I mean, pre-Australian Idol, before you came to our attention, you were a chemist working for a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> and uh, it's hard yeah. to believe it's, what, 16, 17 years now since you won Australian Idol. Do you ever just look back and think, wow, what happened? Uh, I do, yeah. I actually, 100%. Like when I went on Australian Idol, it, it was really, it was on a whim. You know, a couple of friends uh, you know, encouraged me to do it. So it was never a plan. Uh, and at the time, I, w- I had my day job. We had just had our first child, Jarvis. We have three children now, uh, but our first child, Jarvis. And, and I was actually in a really good place, you know. So it, it was probably the one time in my life where I wasn't actually chasing music, that it actually happened, you know, where I actually got a break. Uh, prior to that, I, I, was, I was that hungry musician. I was trying everything. 
I was doing demos. I was going here, there, and everywhere. I was, you know, I was the real hungry musician. Um, and and it's weird. The one time that I wasn't actually chasing it, that's when it actually kind of took off. And 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 it was uh, unbelievable. You know, it kind of caught me by surprise. It just suddenly happened, and suddenly I was. You know, going here, there, and everywhere, and opportunities start coming my way, and it, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And you know, all these years later, to be still doing it is just fantastic. Was it what you wanted to do, and what you thought you'd finish up doing? Um, you know, honestly, again, if you asked me a long, long time ago, what would I want to be? Um, I, I, it changed, you know, each day because there was there was kind of three things I really wanted to be. I I, I loved entertainment, uh, entertaining. So so anything. You know, public-wise, acting or singing, you know, acting or presenting or anything like that, I was always into. And then there was singing, and then there was writing. So, um, I I love them all. But when it actually happened, uh, it was it just was like you know, I know every kid it's a roller coaster ride, but that's actually kind of what it was. It suddenly, suddenly I was going in directions, and you know, it, it was only until it, things happened that you actually reflect and went, oh, wow, that actually happened. Mm. You know, because there was no plan to it. It's just like, oh, wow, actually, I can't believe that happened. Didn't expect that to happen. Uh, and then you're on to the next thing. Um, but then as time's going on, the, uh, more of a plan set in place. So, so I'd say a couple of years in post-idle, then I started kind of sitting down and going, okay, well, where do I want things to go? Or, or what do I see in the future? And then I kind of started the plan it. Um, but, but there was definitely about four or five years where, uh, it was just things were happening and there was no plan. There was no, you know, future vision at all. You forged a successful career in uh, radio, currently doing breakfast radio, uh, Damien, on Wave FM, waking up the New South Wales uh, Illawarra on weekday mornings. But we all know that it's a um, it knocks your body clock around doing breakfast radio. How do you uh, cope with the rigours of breakfast radio and how important is coffee on a daily basis? Oh, well, you're going to be surprised by this, but uh, I recently uh, went to a doctor, actually, and the doctor prescribed that I go off coffee. Oh. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that, uh, is, That's isn't that, shameful. <laughs> isn't, isn't that absolutely – how could a doctor say that to me, you know, knowing that I've got to get up so early every morning <laughs> to, to, to make that bold suggestion? I can't believe it, but um, – yeah, coffee. Coffee is so. I, lo- I love my coffee. I really love. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a coffeeaholic, and that's probably why the doctor said you need to <laughs> go off it. Because when I said, "Hey, this is actually how many coffees I have per day," uh, <laughs> the, the, the doctor went, "Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's how, probably why you've got reflux." <laughs> how many? How many coffees would that be, Damien? Uh, I, you know, look. I, I, at one point, I was. Well into the, the the ten coffees a day kind of vibe. <laughs> so, Shoot! Yeah, I know. And, the, and and these are pretty strong, actually, pretty strong yeah. coffees. But I've pulled it right down to three. I'm at three coffees, which even for some people is probably still a lot. But um, three three coffees that I I absolutely adore. And <laughs> you know, I I stay with them. <laughs> are you are you happy to have if it's the only thing available? Because we know in uh, in radio stations they're notorious oh, yeah. for really bad instant coffee a lot of the time. Are you happy to have oh, yeah. instant if it's the only thing available? Blend seventy three. It's a blend seventy three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody somebody opened a cupboard the other day and I saw there was like. Uh, 15 containers of Blend 73. And I was like, wow, geez, they've, they've been planning for, you know, the apocalypse. <laughs> if, if all else fails, we've got Blend 73. <laughs> uh, but no, I'll drink it. 
Yeah. <laughs> It'll just be the cockroaches and the coffee drinkers that will survive that apocalypse. No one else well, will be able well, to. Well, apparently it is good for you in those circumstances. So, you know, it can like when there's a nuclear bomb, the coffee can protect you. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hey, with the, with the music, I mean, you, you do a lot of different shows. I mean, you do a, a Roy Orbison show. And I wanted to ask you, where did the connection between you and, and Roy Orbison's uh, widow Barbara, where, did, where and how did that happen? That was purely uh, by chance. I did uh, Crying when I was on Australian Idol. So I sung that song, and around that time, uh, apparently she somehow heard the performance. So it must have been via YouTube. And I, I was really skeptical of that. I thought it was kind of a spin for the TV show that they announced it. But it turns out that she really did like the, like the performance. So she got in touch with me about two years after Idol, and said, would I be interested in recording an album to celebrate what would have been his 75th birthday? And uh, and I was absolutely floored by that. I just thought, wow, this is this is unbelievable. Um, Barbara Orbison is getting in touch. And uh, yeah, one thing led to another. Before I knew it, I was on a plane to Nashville, and she was the executive producer of an album celebrating all of Roy's music. It was, it was an amazing experience. Uh, and you know, sometimes quite daunting as well. You, you, you're working with with his wife, and she, the, the person who actually protected his estate as well. Mm. She really looked after his estate, uh, you know. And I was so conscious of trying to sing his songs with my own spin to it, without actually trying to impersonate him, uh, but at the same time paying homage to him, you know, and and making sure that his memory was was intact in my versions of the songs. So um, an incredible experience, and, and she was amazing. Even all the people that she organized to record with, all incredible people. It was it was a real, real honor to get to do that. Oh, good on you, because that's a, that's a hell of a voice to try and, uh, uh, you know, replicate. Oh, he, he, what a voice. He was yeah. just, he was phenomenal. And actually, and that's partly the reason why I, I was really conscious that I didn't want to try and sound like him. You know, I didn't want to go out and, and mimic him or, or try and do the things that he did, his nuances and the ways that he approached how he, how he'd go to a note, purely because his range is way bigger than mine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 there was no point. I couldn't. I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even go there. I I just had to do it my own way. Hey, uh, Damien, it sounds like you've got the cooking skills to host a pretty mean uh, dinner party and it sounds like you've met quite a few um, interesting people along the way. Uh, if you could host a dinner party and you can invite anyone you liked, dead or alive, who would be on your guest list? Well, you know, it is people like Roy Orbison uh, because I never met him. I think it would be really, really cool. I've been doing the songs for so long. How, how awesome would it be to actually have him sitting there and and kind of you know have a discussion with him. Apparently he loved burgers, so uh, <laughs> this is what I've heard anyway. Uh, apparently he, he loved nothing more than getting on motorbikes, going for long rides, and, and picking up a burger en route. So um, so yeah, so so I'd, I'd have to you know come up with the ultimate burger recipe. And and while I have him there, I may as well get Elvis in the room as well because I think he liked burgers as well. Elvis <laughs> liked anything, I think. <laughs> but, you need some, uh, but you need some banana and peanut butter yeah, toasted well, sandwiches. Geez. You do that as well, yeah. I, I mean, that could be dessert. So. <laughs> that sounds like that, that, just having those two would probably be enough to fill the room in more ways than oh, one, I wouldn't think- it? I, I think I think there were two two huge personalities. There certainly huge voices. Um, I, I think it would be a, a pretty cool thing to have them. But on a more sentimental level, 
I, if I was having a dinner party, I'd love the grandparents of mine that I never met. And, and I've heard many stories about them over the years from my, my parents. And I think it would be lovely, purely sentimental, to have them at a table and, and just, yeah, just to get to meet the meet the first generation, you know. Yeah, that would be nice. What's the What's the major plan for twenty twenty three? I mean, continuing obviously the breakfast radio. You're still doing live shows. Anything else coming up? I have a book coming out actually. Cool. I uh, yeah, I have a new novel which uh, is uh, we've we've completed all the initial edits, which is great. So uh, I just signed with a, a, a publisher called Walker Books and it's uh, it, it, it's either coming out at the end of this year or the start of next year so so we, we've still got to it ha- I, I have a working title but we uh, we're, we're changing the title and we've got to come up with the artwork and all that sort of stuff so we're at that stage um, but it's a, it's a kids novel kind of for for nine to twelve year olds so that kind of age group but it's very much in that uh, rolled out sort of vibe a little bit dark Um and uh, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty excited. That's kind of one of my next major things. Oh, good on you! That is well very done. exciting. Now, usually to finish up, uh, Damien, we like to ask our guests if they have a, a kitchen or a cooking tip to share. Kitchen, <laughs> uh, the uh, probably you know what this this sounds this sounds a bit lame, but it's actually something that's really helped me an awful lot. Uh, I always have a bowl in front of me for for all the the rubbish, the, the scraps, the bits of meat, the the things that you chop off. Because uh, I find in the kitchen when I'm cooking, uh, I was always a messy cooker. I, I'd have stuff everywhere, uh, and I'd use every pot in the house. I'd use, you know. I, but in in the last couple of years, I've found the uh, the more you streamline it, the more you kind of you know keep it keep it clean and keep it lean while you're while you're working. It makes it so much easier. It makes it such a nicer experience. That's what I found. So yeah, so I always have a a big bowl or a, a, an empty pot. For anything that that I'm not using that's, that's meant to go in the bin, it's all there uh, and it's all ready and it all just piles up right at the end and it either ends up scraps for the dogs or uh, straight in the bin. So, yeah, it's it, a little bit lame, but that's I, I oh, find it, it just it keeps things moving. I think yeah. the simple tips are the best. That's Absolutely. an excellent tip. Yes. Good on you, Damien. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. We really appreciate it. Good luck for the rest of uh, 2023 and thanks for talking to us on Food Bites. Thank you. Hey, no, no worries at all. Thanks so many for having me. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Oh, Kevin, that's outrageous that Damien Leith does not eat or like or have any intention of eating cheese. Something wrong with him. <laughs> we found his kryptonite. <laughs> he was Superman right up until about halfway through the interview and he mentioned, I can't get to cheese and was like, what? What a down-to-earth, modest, humble oh, yeah. guy. Lovely fella. Yeah. yeah, nice fellow. I, you know, I, I gather not that I knew him before Idol took hold, but uh, no. you would imagine that uh, the days when he was a uh, chemist working at a pharmaceutical company that he hasn't really changed really that much at all since then. No, he doesn't sound Still like it. Still very down to earth. Good on him, and good yes. luck for his future radio prospects. And obviously, touring around the country, if you get a chance to see hmm. him live, you'll thoroughly enjoy him. Yes. All right, let's get to the food pile. Oh, I love oh, this stuff. No, oh, no, you do. It's a bit boozy, the old tiramisu. I put a bit of Francelico and a bit of Bailey's and a bit of Kalua in mine. I have editorial comment to make <laughs> after we go through the poll okay. about, about uh, tiramisu. Righto. 
Well, let's uh, start with Sheree. She says yes, please. Glenn says yes. He sent this emoji that he sent with this is the biggest thing you've ever seen in your life. But basically, it says the word yes. Silvana, that is a yes from me. Rebecca says, "Look, I used to love it. Now I can't have it because it's not vegan and it's full of alcohol." Yes. Well, that's a point. Peter says that's a big yes. Uh, Deb Murphy says totally yay. Artie says the simple answer is yes. Ja, eigen da. Si, senor. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Kerry says, yay, yum. Sue says, yay. Rob Elliott says, read Deb's comment, which, of course, was totally yay. Colin Vickery says, any dessert that includes alcohol gets a yes from him. Jimmy Wilson says, you know I'd take savoury over sweet any day, but Mm. this is an exception. And falls into the category of it's worth getting fat for, so it's a big yes from Jim Wilson. Lisa says yay. Taylor Ann says, look, only if it's done right. So many variations nowadays, and you need to use real coffee. Oh, do you? I use Nescafe Blend 43 for mine. Rachel says definitely yay if it's done properly. (laughs) You use what? Instant. It's all the same at the end of the day. Tina, am I up to Tina? Yeah, yes. Tina, Tina says yay, and now I want some. Oh, I don't I'm now. Completely because she distracted, puts Kevin. Coffee in it. Deborah says yuck. Coffee, black. Okay. <laughs> Melissa says hell yes. Steve Bastoni says, well, of course, but it must be made with real mascarpone <laughs> and uh, like a real carbonara, no cream, Kevin. Ah. And not too much liquor, please. Thank you, Steve. And I'll get to that point shortly. Oh. Alan uh, says uh, nay. Peter Hitchener. Nine newsreader extraordinaire says yes. Old Crokey says yes and a double serve for me, please. Miss Sandy Crack says yay. No, she doesn't. She says nay. Mm. I didn't read that properly. No. She says she's not a fan of coffee. Paul says yay. <laughs> Stephen Quatermain, speaking of news presenters, he says 1,000% yes. 96%. Oh, in favour. In favour, 4%, uh, not in favour. I'll go back to Steve Bastoni. He's right. Not too much liquor mm. because if you don't eat the whole lot then and you've saved some for later, it gets too wet. But yeah. also you don't need a lot of booze in it because it, the, the flavours just work really. The coffee mm. uh, with whatever, you know, the mascarpone and all that, mm. uh, it just it works really well. You don't need to drown it. It doesn't need to be super sweet if you want, If you want that, drink the booze separately in another <laughs> container. Don't put it in your tiramisu. Well, that's what you do. Sometimes I cook with wine. I sometimes put it in the food as well. (laughs) That should be a fridge magnet. Actually, you should be a fridge magnet. (laughs) You should. (laughs) What do you mean you put Nescafe Blend 43 in our tiramisu when you make it? Uh, Well, it's got to be used for something, otherwise it's going to sit in the cupboard for the next 20 years. No, you need to use proper ground coffee. Mm, I don't know about that. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) might not be eating tiramisu at this house ever again. (laughs) I may go elsewhere for my tiramisu. Thank you to Damien Leaf as our special Uh, guest this week. We thoroughly enjoyed his company. Yep. Uh, Check out his website if you want to see where he's he's appearing around the place. Uh, All the dates are always up there, so you can uh, have a look there. But no, thanks to him for being on the program. You want to see where Kevin Hillier is appearing? Well, he's everywhere. (laughs) Pretty much. Uh, thanks for listening to uh, Food Bites. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Bonjour. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips, and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Oh.